Hello out there, how's everybody doing? It is Tuesday, April 7th, and I'm back again here, strong and steady, trying to offer some talk and some reflection. Yesterday I had a meditation on metta, I hope you found that to be useful. And as you listen to this track, you might notice some background noise, some screaming, some music, some roosters crowing. That's just the ambient noise of my life. I hope it doesn't bug you too much. This morning, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the role of faith in uh, meditation practice, mindfulness, Dharma practice, Buddhism, whatever word or whatever association you find to work for you. To me, it's basically all the same. And then the question becomes, well, a lot of people uh, find that faith has been something that they have maybe abandoned or is a concept that we don't usually associate with Dharma practice or, or Buddhism. So what is faith? How does faith work uh, when we are thinking about it in this way? Especially right now with what's going on in the world with the coronavirus and probably some of our feelings of having the rug pulled out from underneath us, not sure who to trust, not sure what information is useful or even accurate at this point. And this kind of experience I find when we are confronted with real and serious change can really put any faith that we've had in things to really to a head. So usually in these experiences, we can find a type of a loss of faith. Uh, a sense of not trusting, uh, which of course contributes to the fear. So we can think that there is a pretty strong parallel between faith and fear. And where can we put our faith? What kind of faith can we actually begin to see as being trustworthy? So I'm going to talk a little bit about that here this morning. So, of course, here in the early Buddhist tradition, we find this Pali word sada, which is usually translated as faith, which is pretty good. But it also, to give a wider range of really what it can mean, it can mean, uh, sada can mean faith, it can mean confidence, it can mean trust, a conviction. All these words are sort of dance around what this Pali term sada could mean. And so I guess one of the first things to point out is usually, probably most of us, I know myself, we usually associate the word faith with belief. So I have faith in what I believe in. So we usually ascribe faith to some external dogma or doctrine or philosophy or a religious system of thought. So we usually think about having faith in something external, which is about as opposite as faith is understood from a Buddhist perspective, where faith, confidence, and trust is we really want to have it in ourselves, in our own direct experience. So how can we have faith in our own human capacity to manage the ups and downs of life, to manage change, to manage loss, to manage joy, a sense of confidence. I think one of the best Dharma reflections on this term faith really comes from Sharon Salzberg, 
who's mostly known for her work around loving kindness and true happiness uh, and these kinds of things. Um, unfortunately, I actually think she, she has a book called Faith. I'm going to read a little bit from here. I think it's actually her best book by far. It's a book that's probably gotten the least amount of attention from her work. Um, but it's really one of the few books that we see on faith in the Insight Vipassana American Dharma world. And I think it's unfortunate that it's not a book that is um, well known in the work of Sharon. And I'm going to read a little bit here what she offers in a reflection on this word and concept faith. She writes, I want to invite a new use of the word faith one that is not associated with a dogmatic religious interpretation or divisiveness. I want to encourage delight in the word to help reclaim faith as a fresh, vibrant, intelligent, and liberating. This is a faith that emphasizes a foundation of love and respect for ourselves. It is a faith that uncovers our connection to others rather than designating anyone as separate and apart. Faith does not require a belief system, and it is not necessarily connected to a deity or God, though it doesn't deny one. This faith is not a commodity we either have or don't have. It is an inner quality that unfolds as we learn to trust our own deepest experience. The Buddha said, faith is the beginning of all good things. No matter what we encounter in life, it is faith that enables us to try again, to trust again, to love again. Even in times of immense suffering, it is faith that enables us to relate to the present moment in such a way that we can go on, we can move forward, instead of becoming lost in resignation or despair. Faith links our present day experience, whether wonderful or terrible, to the underlying pulse of life itself. A capacity for this type of faith is inherent in every human being. We might not recognize it or know it, or we might not know how to nurture it, but we can learn to do both. And this book is the story of my own journey of faith. May it serve to support and enhance your own. And that's from the introduction of the book Faith by Sharon Salzberg, which I find to be uh, really uh, been a very important book to me over the years. So where else does this word faith show up in the Buddhist tradition? The word sada is a commonly used term. So we, we hear her reflections on it as being this inner quality that we all have. So we could liken it to the uh, factors, mental factors of mindfulness or sati, metta, loving kindness. Uh, there are all these inner qualities. And, and it's not so important that we know what faith is, but might be better for us to recognize when it is. Can we recognize, learn to recognize moments of genuine faith? Now here I like to shift to really think of this word sada out of the faith realm, which is fine, but I think really in our everyday usage, when we think about what faith is here in practice and in a Buddhist perspective and in our Dharma practice, it's really a confidence. It's a verified confidence. So it might start off as a, not necessarily a, a blind faith, but an inspirational faith where, you know, we might have heard a podcast or we read a book or we talked to a friend and we, we start to learn about meditation or we start to learn about 
the worldview and how uh, Dharma practice can support the way we look at ourselves and others can be the prompting of that. But what we're really moving towards is a verified confidence that we learn from within. We, we start to know, we know this works because we, we've tried it for some time. The other uh, area where we find, um, which I think is also quite interesting, the other area where we find this word sada or faith in the Abhidharma, the manual, the compendium on mental factors from the um, Theravadan tradition, sada is understood as a universal, beautiful mental factor. So when we uh, talk about these mental factors, there's, there's understood that there's 25 beautiful factors um, that arise in constructive, healthy, wholesome states of mind, things like faith, mindfulness, kindness, tranquility, um, flexibility. These are all the type of words that, that arise in this. But faith is numero uno. It's the first one in the list that we see. And here we see the characteristic of this concept of faith or sada to be that of trusting. So there's an element of, of trusting, of being able to place your heart upon or a trustworthy place to rest your attention. It also can be understood um, in the sense of the proximate cause of what can give rise to this experience of faith or confidence or trust is sometimes a hearing the Dharma or hearing the Dhamma or hearing something that brings a sense of brightness into the mind, a sense of, oh, this seems like a good thing to do. This seems worthwhile. Now, it doesn't always have to be associated to the practice of Dharma. It can be a faith in anything. We get inspired in many, many ways in our life, which is why I, I find the word confidence to be the most accurate and the one that uh, feels most real to me as I move through the world because I think that confidence, sada, faith, as a mental factor, as a state of mind, as a mind state, or even we could even maybe say an emotional state, I find it to be the most youthful one. I do really well in my life. I do really well in almost any situation if I go into the situation feeling confident already which gives rise to a sense of resilience, uh, a sense of, I can do this. And I think right now, in the current situation that we're in, this is really, really important, is that do we feel resourced in a way where we can move through the complexity of unknown, the complexity of conflict, of uncertainty, of real fear, in a way that we feel resourced, Resourcing meaning that we have developed some internal capacities. We've developed some internal resources that we can rely on those. And then when we find that we're able to rely on our own sense of internal resourcing, then we feel confident. Then we feel like we can move ahead. We can hold things that are scary. We can hold things that are difficult because we feel this internal sense of confidence and this internal resource. And here, back to Sharon on the bottom of page 76 in her book, Faith, she really points to this, what I'm talking about, in a very, very specific kind of way. She says, 
No matter how much we want it to be otherwise, the truth is that we are not in control of the unfolding of our experience. Despite our search for stability and prediction, for the center of our lives to hold firm, it never does. Life is much wilder than that, a flow we can't command or stave off. We can affect and influence and impact what happens, but we can't wake up in the morning and decide what we will encounter and feel and be confronted by during the day. She goes on to say, Like most people, I've been trained to fear anything I couldn't control. The unruly emotions of my mind, the unreliable character of my body, uncultivated nature, and certainly physical death, as well as all those little echoes of death that appear in everyday change. It might have felt safer avoiding or denying the fierce uncertainty, the volcanic underpinnings of life. But as I've learned to see with less illusion, I began to accept that, no matter how I felt about it, life would never become predictable and orderly and fixed. I had to find something other than fear to guide me. So in hearing that, we can also think of faith, sada, confidence, trust, whatever term feels most true for you, they're all pretty close, is we can look at the Buddhist teachings on the five spiritual faculties, as they're sometimes called, or the five indriya. Indriya is the Pali word. And this indriya is something that's likened to a support faculty. It's a faculty of mind. It's a, it's a worker, an internal worker uh, that we all have that we can develop. And faith here again tops the list. In the general teachings of the five faculties, we have faith, which leads to effort. If we have faith, we have effort. If we have effort, we have mindfulness, we have awareness, we have flexibility. So we have faith, we have effort, we have mindfulness. Then we have focus, concentration, the ability to stay on task. And then that arrives in wisdom, which again is a kind of troubling term. What, what does wisdom mean? I don't really particularly care for this term so much. But wisdom is a sensibility that allows us to move through the world and allows us to meet whatever the current situation is with a sense of ease, a sense of presence, and actually a sense of confidence. So we can see that these support faculties are a journey from faith to wisdom, which are supported by effort, mindfulness, and concentration, which you might recognize as the three mental training factors of the Eightfold Path. The Buddha is always reintroducing ideas back into each other. So faith here as a support faculty is really, really important. It's something that we want to learn how to develop, something that is very, very useful. And I think if we really think about our lives, if you think about your life and any of the accomplishments that you've ever made, whether it was staying in a difficult relationship and hanging in there or going to school to get a degree or taking on a job or learning an instrument or a language, anything that you've ever done that probably had any sense of value and purpose to you began the moment you felt confident that you could actually do it. So a lot of times when we're faced with trying to do new things, 
we are again encountered with this duality or this dichotomy of fear versus faith. So if I want to learn to do something new, if I want to take on a new task, am I going to be afraid that I'm not going to be able to pull it off? Am I afraid that I'm not going to be able to do it and then I just don't? Or do I have confidence? Do I feel like, hey, I think I can do this? And again, if I have confidence, that leads to the effort. So when we find ourselves confronted in these moments of our lives where we're sort of standing at the crossroads, uh, looking at two directions, we have fear on one side and faith on the other. The faith and the confidence and the trust is what allows us to become willing to have effort to move in this direction in spite of the fear. Faith is not the absence of fear. It is not the other side of the coin as much as we're able to move in a way that feels supportive and resourced in spite of the fear. So we're, we're taking it on as part of our practice. So however you think about this term, I think it's really important that we begin to recognize it when it's there. We want to understand it as an internal resource that we can actually cultivate. And that faith is not something that we have faith in an external belief system or view or opinion, but really in our own ability. The Buddhist concept of faith really begins in the experience, in the perspective, in the embodiment of the reality that we feel something within that allows us to move through the world in a meaningful way. We feel confident. We feel resourced. We feel willing and able to take on situations and circumstances and experiences that we used to shy away from or that we would avoid, be aversive to. So this development of faith and confidence in ourselves, in our practice, in our world, in a way that is hopeful and enthusiastic, that allows us to incline towards what's constructive and what's useful, is something that we want to continue to monitor, to cultivate, to practice slowly over time, and to just, as we move through the day, to just begin to see if you can recognize moments when you feel it, when you feel confident, when you feel like, hey, I think I can do this. I think I can move beyond this. So seeing if you can not be so concerned about defining what it is. It's not about knowing what it is as much as it's about knowing and recognizing when it is. So we know how to use it. We know how to bring it into our experience and we know how to allow it to guide us in our thoughts and our actions and our speech in the way that we move through the world. And here we can also see this in the time of the coronavirus and that in which we're dealing with. We can allow it to really be a supportive way to move through the moments of our day and our life. So I hope this is helpful to you. I hope that you're safe and okay out there. And we will see you again here tomorrow morning. Take care.